What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and as always, most of all, Happy Podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And it is Motivation Monday, so let's get fired up, you know, showcase some successes, some of our thoughts, and we got some killer questions, of course, jumping into the mailbag. I think this is going to be a really applicable episode. There's going to be something in here for everyone, you know, questions around kind of how you can get family and friends into your fitness, questions about factoring night outs into your tracking and staying successful with that as well as the awesome question of uh, you know how you can still have success while being a desk worker and being sitting a lot so amazing questions today a killer episode you are in for a great one sit back enjoy sip that coffee and let's kick it off with Kyle's quote and my quote for this week is take care of your body it's the only place you have to live and this is something that I feel like I mention quite often and it's just you know when I think of my quotes I'm like okay what am I what have I come across this week and if I can't say that I've come across a quote from a book or a podcast or whatever you know usually I do I'm like what has been on my mind and what is something I'm super super passionate about and this is something no matter what like I just think a lot of times like you know how, you know when it comes down to life I feel like a lot of times people live as if they live like 10 lives or they have so much time ahead of them and stuff like that and I can relate this to the body right I think a lot of times people treat the body as if like they're going to get another one at a certain point and you know like when I kind of think about it like the more of that I've been focused on health and treating myself literally like you know um just that it's I only have one of them like I'm like man okay treat myself with healthy foods you know treat myself with great exercise like take care of my mind I'm like I'm trying to constantly treat it as if like it's just the only thing because it's, it's the only thing we're going to be living in for the next like however many years just you know depending on your age of course and I think like when it comes down to it like you know I'm sure some of you can relate to this like treating your body as if it's like you know I, I know this is a bit kind of exaggerating here and a bit uh, intense but like kind of like a garbage can you know kind of treating it like you don't really care treating it like you know just you think that there's going to be you know that it doesn't matter at a certain point and just when you kind of think of it as day to day like okay I only get one of them I'm going to treat myself with this, 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 and you start focusing on that, I feel like you're going to be unstoppable and you're going to feel unstoppable. So that's just the one thing. Once again, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live, you know, and yeah, that's going to be my quote for this week. Yeah, I always loved, you know, in one uh, audiobook, uh, the author, Grant, he mentioned how he has to drag his body with him everywhere he goes. It's like when you're packing, usually you want to pack light, you want to pack smart, you know, because you don't want to be carrying all this stuff or lugging things around. Like, it's amazing how we think of that, you know, with our items, but we don't often think about that with ourselves. And if we're 50 pounds heavier, you know, our posture's all mess, our back hurts, we have no strength, no ability, you know, you got to work, like bring that around with you everywhere you go. Like when you want to be in your best self, you know, have your most energy, have your best physique. And, you know, I constantly remind myself of that. And the sad truth is if we don't take care of our body our body's going to force us to take care of it you know whether that is getting hospitalized having something like diabetes you know being excessively overweight and the complications that can come with that having high blood pressure like it's really sad how many things can pop up and naturally life kind of promotes people towards that and if you look at current obesity numbers it's quite shocking right and that's why it's so important we do make this a priority and we invest in this and i know often this is the last thing people will invest into right it's so much more appealing to go out and 
get like a new car, you know, get a bigger house or do whatever it may be than to like make that investment yourself. But that should be the investment that comes first. And me and Kyle always love, like one thing we always say, we really respect when someone's in amazing shape because it really shows that they have discipline. You know, they have mental fortitude. They're able to delay gratification and they're able to be and live in their best self. They exercise, you're healthy. And naturally that's something you can come to respect, right? So I just think very often, you know, there's a lot of patchwork being done. It's like, oh, I don't need to look good. I can, you know, I have makeup or I can buy really nice cars or or not cars, clothes. I can have a super sick car. I can do all these things. But at the end of the day, just having an amazing body, you know, being in great health, especially I'm constantly reminded when I'm sick, you know, it just, when you're sick, you really feel like a shell of yourself. You feel weaker, you feel non-energized. And I just want to fight that all the way through, right? Of course, yes, it's a little bit easier as I'm younger. um, But, you know, it's something I intend to stay consistent with. And even looking at, you know, all examples of an older generation all the time I hear I wish I took better care of myself or I wish I exercised more and then you see the odd person who's just absolutely crushing it you know you'll see like 65 year olds like deadlifting crazy weights and running marathons and hiking and doing all these things and like the end of the day time moves fast right like if you look at where you are now it's amazing how quick it moves and it's important we're addressing this from the root and we are making those investments in ourselves and taking that time but i think i'm preaching to the choir because you're listening to a fitness podcast so shout out to everyone tuning in on this and you know a big thing too that they always say is a lot of people can get really addicted to self-help self-growth all these things but never act on it and that is the last thing you want right you don't want to just be taking these things in listening to what we say it's really important you implement them in your life you go through that challenge you do things that help you grow and develop and we will get more into that into the thoughts but that was a really great quote and i was happy to kind of jump on that um now into my quote for this week so life and things that are hard don't get easier we just get more resilient and stronger and this was from another motivational video of course Uh, you know, basically the speaker was just screaming this because it's true, right? Like life and the things that happen to you never get easier. You just have to get more resilient and stronger. And he mentioned how we need to spend less time trying to go around obstacles and struggles and adversity in our life. And we need to learn to plow through it. We need to learn to overcome it. And all the time we'll hear, oh, I'll get into my fitness once, you know, my home situation is a little bit better. When I'm out of school, when I've, um, you know, finally buy my house, when my finances are a little bit better, when I have more time. And the truth is something always comes up. There's never a perfect time. There's always an excuse. And, you know, we've mentioned before, me and Kyle have spoken a lot about how we've really just tried to eliminate excuses, eliminate that attitude. And we spent a lot of time also discussing how we don't necessarily care. Like when someone has excuses and we know their excuses, it's almost like painful for you to hear, right? Like I, Kyle doesn't want me to come in and go, oh man, I'm really low energy today. I don't want to film podcasts. And yeah, I'm not feeling the gym. Like I'm probably just going to mess around on the treadmill. And um, yeah, like I was up late not like, like watching Netflix, like right away, like you want to turn this podcast off. That's not what you want to be hearing. Like, you're just like, why, you know, like it's so good when you can just kind of overcome that and learn to, you know, accept challenge. And there's always something, there always will be something, right? A new job, uh, having a kid, you know, starting a family, meeting someone, being in a new exciting relationship. Uh, you know, not being able to go to your normal gym, being in a gym environment you don't like. Like, once again, there's a million things, being a little sick, you know, being stressed. There's always something. That's why we need to just learn to kind of navigate that, work through it. 
And that's something we really put a you know priority on with our online coaching clients is to tell them how they can work it into their life, their schedule, and to kind of you know really realize where they need to put their efforts and maybe the things they don't need to be as focused on because that's also important. It's important doing is doing not doing is also equally as important. So you really need to analyze how your time, how your energy, how your finances are being spent and ask if they're building you up and helping you become a better version of yourself or a worse version. Yeah, that's so well said. And, you know, even just, yeah, once again, I I love that Josh like related my quote and then also his quotes just about getting stronger because I think it's so important. Like even when I was talking about my quote, it's not just about like, you know, sometimes when people say like, take care of your body, it's the only, you know, when they hear that they're thinking like, oh, just like shredded abs and six pack and this and that. And it's just like, there's so much more to it. And over and over again, like the more that we focus on just like overall health, like, you know, especially after seeing like, you know, hanging out with some family members and just seeing like and interacting with a lot of people day to day and just hearing about like, oh man, you know, just I'm getting weaker by the day and just like hearing about the injuries and seeing people like with their messed up shoulders and stuff. Like it is really like, it's so many people can just be like, oh, well, once you get older, you slow down a bit and, uh, you know, just, you're going to get injured and your metabolism, this and that, or you can just be like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, use this as motivation. I'm going to realize things will get harder. You know, like, uh, like we said in Josh's quote and obviously kind of relating to my quote, but we've just got to keep pushing and keep our, you know, keep our mindset, right. You know, keep, keep realizing that you have so much potential to keep going. So, you know, I thought that was very well said. I know Josh, you have a lot of uh, thoughts here, so maybe I'll pass it over to you to jump into. Yeah. And you know, you'll always find what you're looking for or what's on your mind. And if you're looking for excuses, it's very easy to find them, right? But if we work to train ourselves to look for a reason to do, um, and to succeed and to, you know, overcome, uh, that's just a skill. And it's something that takes a lot of practice. It's not easy, right? Like finding the solutions and finding motivators and things, because it's easier to take that way out and to make an excuse not to do something to justify why you shouldn't like there's always reasons not to but just the same there's always reasons to and if you can look at it and say hey I'm going to feel better when I go to the gym yeah I'm a little tired but I'm going to get it done I'm going to feel great I'm not going to have to go on the weekend I'm going to become stronger I'm going to you know see some of my friends at the gym I'm going to you know be on top of my health this is going to keep me in shape this is going to ground me in this day that's being a little bit harder this is my time you know like if you look for those things it makes it that much easier and yeah so I had some fun thoughts so you know just been watching and listening to a lot of podcasts lately especially into the fall season I like to see it as grind time and you know what I just love too is another motivational video they're saying hey if you want to get something done you need to be able to disappear for six months and work on yourself to evolve and I'm not saying like you can't have friends or do anything but more so what he was saying is a lot of people will say they want to be really fit um, but they won't really do much to go to make that happen or they'll expect it to happen in a week or two weeks but the truth is like it's just if I say to Kyle hey I want to do this thing and I just keep saying it and I don't do it like that's the worst right like that's brutal but instead if I want to do something like bold like that I want to go from being someone who isn't fit to being super fit he's not going to be there clapping me along ask me hey man how's like you know I need to be able to just go do what I need to do do the boring thing do the consistent thing go to the gym eat healthy be aware of my nutrition take care of myself and rest and do that till that gets done and you know oftentimes that's patience and you need to just take that time to focus in on that thing you know if you're someone who you know you feel like you're you're really like unread on a topic and you want to learn more about it you know you got to buy the book spend the times learning and developing if you have a problem you need to you know kind of hash that out with yourself and figure out your plan to solve that and you can bring in people to make that easier but at the end of the day you got to be able to just do that thing do it consistent and get it done right you can't just be expecting people to carry you through it because at the end of the day if you want to get something done you got to do it right so he even said what do you need to forsake to focus 
fall through behind closed doors. So it's when no one's watching, right? No one's watching me, you know, when I'll do my abs at home or when I go to the gym on the day, I don't feel like it. Or, you know, when there's like a bunch of Halloween candy and I'm like, no, you know, my, my goals are more important to me than this quick burst of sugar, you know, like no one's clapping going, great work, Josh, you're doing it, you know? And these are decisions you got to make like a hundred of them every single day, but you need to be as great when no one's watching, when you're not posting on Instagram, when you're not with your friends, because that's how you see significant change. And you know, another fun little challenge I'm doing, it's called uh, monk mode. So a lot of YouTubers were talking about it. It's kind of just a silly way of saying basically of a period of time that's like enhanced grinding. So the one individual mentions how for six months, he likes to really focus on work, eliminate distraction, be super dialed in, and then he'll be a little bit more lenient on the other months of the year. I'm not really a big fan of that. I always try to do my best. I don't ever really like to just like let go, do nothing, and then want to clean it up later. It's the same to me as like letting your house get extra, like extraordinarily messy and just being like, I'll deal with this in a month, but this is my month off cleaning. It's going to stack up. You're not going to feel good. In my opinion, it's going to be a negative, but I do like these periods of challenge challenge or whatever, where you can really say, okay, how can I lean in? How can I go maybe a little bit more intense than I normally would? But, you know, through that struggle comes growth, right? And doing all the different little activities you can do helps you develop. So I came up with four don'ts and four do's. So my don'ts were just for this time, because we're going to Dubai in two weeks, which is going to be really cool. So if anyone's out there and they have any suggestions, definitely hit us up. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then seeing the World Cup. So that'll be really awesome as well. Um, but so just having different things that are going to help me build and be my best self going into that. So I'm doing no sweets. I wouldn't say I necessarily have a huge problem with it, but I just think it'll encourage me to eat that much more great food, to have more vegetables, um, to have fruit. So by sweets, I mean excessive things like chocolate, ice cream, stuff like that. I'm not not going to have like Greek yogurt because there's like some flavored sugar in it or something, but that's kind of how I've done it. And you know, even like just using no social media except for, you know, business purposes, you know, instead of being a consumer, just being someone who's posting and encouraging other people with great things, um, you know, not looking at the news because I just want to be focused on myself. I want to go all in. I want to do a lot of different things that are going to help me grow and challenge myself. And then even personally, I know I'm going to go away. I'm going to know I'm going to have a time of a little bit more extravagance. So I'm going to try and not really buy anything that isn't essential that I don't need and kind of limit some luxuries so I can enjoy more luxuries while I'm away. And this is just planning. It's the same with fitness, right? Like if you know you have something exciting come up, you can do this with that as well. And you can be that much more dialed in, that much more focused. So those are my four don'ts. And my four do's are 10 minutes of meditation each day. And what I love about meditation too is you really don't see the benefit of it in the first few days or the first week or two weeks. It really starts to come, I find, like when you've done it for like a month and it's hard. I've only really probably been at a point where I've done over 10 minutes for a month, uh, you know, maybe once. And I remember I felt very calm, very focused, you know, and even like when you're by yourself sometimes and you're really dialed in, you're able to be patient with that. And there's that awkward moment where nothing's happening everyone grabs their phone you're like eh, I'm just happy to stand here and just be alone with my thoughts right so it's something that can come and you can kind of challenge yourself by forcing some of that time of just being intentional being alone at your thoughts and you can see how that can transfer into the rest of your day and then on 10 pages of reading each day and then stretching or apps workout each day because I don't like to do apps every day so I find it's a good way to alternate between the you know three and of course people say well hey isn't there a hundred other things you could do or that you shouldn't do or I can't do this because of this the point is you make your own challenges it could be for a week, it could be for a month, it could be for six months, but it's a good way to kind of say, hey, 
what do I need to do better within life? Or where do I know if I put an action that I'll see more of a result? You can go ahead and make your own little challenges, do it. And it makes it fun, right? It gamifies it. And by gamifying things, it makes it a lot easier. So those are kind of my fun ones. I'll put them in the you know show notes. Once again, you could do it exactly how I'm doing it, or you could kind of do your own. But just these little periods of times where you challenge yourself with a few different things. Now, once again, I wouldn't say I necessarily have any problem with any of these things like at a ton, but I just think taking them away, evaluating your relationship with them, you know, building new habits is a great way to grow and evolve and become a better you. Yeah. And like, this is awesome. I loved when Josh shared that to me because it really got me thinking. I just stopped for a minute. I'm like, oh, dang, like this, you know, we've got two weeks here and then, you know, going to Florida, like, uh, you know, around January or so. So like, it's really cool to even be able to put these things in like around periods of time where, you know, either you have like a lot of like, just, you know, more chilling, you know, just not nothing crazy, nothing crazy planned, but also just like when you know that, there is that exciting thing coming up. So for a lot of people, you know, obviously there is the uh, Thanksgiving, you know, obviously the American Thanksgiving and stuff. So like, it's nice to be able to say, Hey, I know the 25th, I know, you know, this many days, it's going to be crazy mayhem Christmas. I know there'll be spending and stuff. So like being able to take things that like look, that's why it's always good. Like that's why I'm such a big planner. Cause I'm like, okay, we're going away here. So now for this period of time, I'm going to go dark and focus on this. And, you know, once again, even just the, the minimal spending on things that just are excessive, you know, even just like the, the sweets thing, or even maybe for some people, alcohol, like, you know, Hey, I know I'm going to be going on this trip. So I'm going to just like save myself here. And like, I've done a lot of these things and added them in. And it's not that, you know, n- anyone has, well, even you did a, uh, your no month alcohol. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Like honestly, that was, and that no was, sweets. No that sweets was incredible. Alcohol. So I did do like an entire month. Um, and it was great. Like, honestly, I noticed so many different benefits and, uh, you know, I could jump into them all here, but even just like the amount of money you save, just like the, just how clear you save so many calories, like how clear you feel. The biggest thing I noticed was just like, I'm a very social person, like very extroverted. Like, so like every single time for the first week, I realized that it was just like so many things, like, even though I have a very positive and amazing friend group and I'm doing so many amazing activities, it's just like a lot of things are like, Oh, you want to go do this and grab these drinks and, you know, here and there. I think the biggest thing and like what I really like about everything is just for myself, I love being able to say like, my mind is so strong and like even just once again not an issue with drinking or anything but just like you know being able to be like eh, I'm good you know just being out at a bar and like there's just lots of different situations that once again usually I'd grab one or two and I'm like, eh, I'm okay. And even just like, I think there's so many, um, like just being able to look at yourself and be like, I'm, I can do it with, the, I can do some, I can go without this. Um, I think caffeine's the only thing that really has complete control over me, but it's just, it's really cool. Like, and that's the thing is like, it's fun to try out these different challenges for your mind, but also even just for your body. Like there's so many amazing benefits. But once again, like when we can kind of get to a point where we're like, man, our mind is just unstoppable. I don't need this. Um, you know, I've just, you, you learn a lot about yourself. And I think that's one of the most important takeaways from doing different challenges and pushing your limits in different ways, whether it's like going out for this crazy long walk and big run, or just even hitting PRs in the gym, like pushing yourself now that I'm getting more into strength training, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, my body's constantly sore. I'm like, I'm really pushing it. I'm trying to get as strong as possible. And like, there's so many different things, but I feel like a lot of people don't challenge themselves in these different ways. And there's so many amazing things to, to push with. And, uh, yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. If anyone wants a big change, um, you know, Go, go for, you know, one month sober. I know sober October just passed. I think it's really cool and you'll notice a lot of great benefits from it for sure. Yeah, big thing with challenges that I want to add in is you don't have to have a problem to challenge or evaluate your relationship. I'm sure Kyle can confidently say he doesn't have a problem with alcohol and I'm sure he's had a drink since, right? And I know a lot of people say, well, hey, I like, I don't even drink that much or, you know, I don't use social media that much or whatever it may be. But I really think if you can just pick little things in your life and say, hey, let me try going without this and 
see if my life's better, help me reevaluate, you know, having a healthy relationship with it. We go through phases too, right? Maybe there's a phase where you've been going out, having a lot of fun, eating really good, eating out a lot. And you're like, Ooh, my weight's popped up a little bit, being a little high on the calories. Like I'm just going to tighten this up or I've been spending a ton of money, like on stuff I don't need. Let me tighten this up and, you know, really just focus on investing in myself first and foremost. And that's what it's all about, right? Like these little areas, because even one of my clients, I love how they said, Every week I add a new challenge, I notice some of the older ones start to dissolve in my quality towards them or I'll forget about them. And the truth is we're juggling a million plates here, right? Like if you were to do everything you could for productivity and being your best self, it really would be a full-time job, right? And you got to evaluate like, what do you need the most? Like, you know, prescribe yourself the change that is going to be the most effective for you and your life and where you want to devote your time. And you can kind of create a routine around that. And then you can jack it up with little challenges here and there. Like I'll reduce my amount of caffeine. I'll do all these little things I'm doing for monk mode for 14 days with our clients. We do a lot of like 30, 60 day challenges where we really lean in and challenge something. And you can also do this to create habits. Like you'll notice the reading 10 pages a day, like it just kind of normalizes reading every day or stretching or being consistent with your abs, doing your cardio, hitting your steps. There's so many different ways you could take this. So um, definitely something to think about. And it's a good way to do it too. building it in something that is hard, that is scary. And if you have a hard time letting go of something, it's probably a good reminder that you should do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, we may as well. Oh, yeah. So sorry, just one other thought that I had. So, you know, I think it's very important to read the fine print. And what I mean by this, so like some people are like, oh, I don't want to track for the rest of my life. And, you know, this and that. And hey, I totally get it. Like one of the best things about like being able to understand labels and like just nutritional value, I guess you could say of like, just, you know, what what a food is made up of is just like the understanding to be able to make those decisions day day by day, like being able to look at something anyway. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of, you know, those like ingredient meal prep services, they, they kind of, you know, caught, they kind of caught me, they called me, they said, Hey, we'll give you, you know, almost 50% off. So I was like, cool. But I didn't end up ordering like the specific things that I would have. And they just sent me something. And, uh, cause it was too late. So, you know, while I was making the meal, I looked at the ingredients. I looked at the, um, you know, the macros, the calories and everything like that. I'm like, holy, it was like a beef. It was like a beef bowl, right? So nothing crazy. You think, oh my gosh, that's so it's healthy. There's lots of veggies. They had avocado in there. And when I looked at the actual calories, it was basically for about a 900 calorie serving, which was for one person. It was, I think about t- anywhere between 10 and 14 grams of protein, 150 to 170 carbs. And then the rest was made up of fat. Like it was ridiculous. Like they added in, you know, sour cream. They added in obviously, you know, avocado, which is, you know, a healthy fat, but also adds up in calories. Like they added everything in to make it like so good and taste amazing. But I think this is where a lot of people go wrong is just they, they don't understand like the actual un, like nutritional protocols. And, you know, I, luckily I was able to fit it in. I'm eating quite a few calories and stuff and, you know, whatever the situation is. But the biggest thing, like even one of my friends showed up at hockey and he was like, man, I got to work super hard tonight. I had a cliff bar before this. And, uh, you know, th- those bars, like they're, they're protein bars. Right. But when I looked at it, you know, it was about 300 calories and 11 grams of protein, right? So once again, not telling you to get obsessive with these things, but this is where I think a lot of people go wrong. Like I know last week we were talking about different nutritional things, like one of the biggest mistakes of people like just, you know, being reactive and stuff like that. But I'd say another thing is just the lack of understanding, right? It's just looking at something and not really realizing. And that's why it's so important to just have that understanding of like, okay, this is how many grams of protein is in this. Here's what the calories are like. And I feel like I can, you know, have a pretty good eye of like all of that stuff. So yeah, once again, just reading the 
fine print, even if it's for a certain amount of time, being able to actually go into a grocery store, look at the labels, how much, because there's even like marketing, the advertising, like a lot of these things will say so many different things and just they're not actually accurate. Some things will say it's crazy high fiber, but it's not. Anyways, just something to think about. That's what I had on my mind. So just wanted to encourage you to take a look at these things and you'll get better results for sure. Yeah, even just because something's healthy doesn't mean it's healthy. Got to look how it's prepared and kind of understand at a deeper level. And these are all things we really try to help people with through coaching. And speaking of coaching, uh, who's the client shout out for today? Yeah, so we have uh, Dale. uh, And honestly, just so proud. You can see on Instagram, his uh, photos just super incredible. Like, you know, he has basically lost uh, just over 20 pounds in the first phase, which is super awesome. We have a lot more amazing stuff to accomplish. And, you know, he he wanted to essentially ditch his dad bod, right? So you can see on Instagram, Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S. USFIT, um, you know, all his biggest tips. But like one of the things that really stood out to me was like he wanted to be happy to have his shirt off in public. And that was like just that's one of the biggest focuses. Of course, he had, you know, he wanted to accomplish a half marathon time, you know, like a certain body weight, like a bunch of other goals. Like it is so important to have a lot of other goals within that. But the big thing that just really stood out was have his shirt off in public. And we can obviously say that within the first 12 weeks, like you can see him flexing, you can see all these amazing things, you know, just there with his kid, like super happy, keeping up with him, you know, so much more energy. Like that's, that's what I love about these types of transformations. And so Great work, Dale. Honestly, super proud. We have so many more amazing things to accomplish, so much more strength to gain. And, you know, just when it comes down to it, like when we actually think about a lot of people that do struggle is like most people are looking for a body recomposition, right? Losing body fat while building muscle. And the biggest thing about this is that it allows you to have that confidence to be able to take your shirt off in public or wear minimal clothing, depending on your situation, of course. Now, that's why we do want to offer five spots for those of you who are looking to just gain that confidence, wear the outfits that you want in the gym, out to dinner out on the beach like whatever it is like that's the biggest thing about body recomps because you are replacing lean um, muscle with the fat that you currently do have you're going to be able to just have that confidence just to be able to wear less clothes just feel so much better you know even naked like you're just gonna feel 100% better and like that's the big thing here so we do want to help five of you awesome people so what you're going to do is just send us a message on Instagram with the keyword body recomp and we will take care of you we'll help you get the results that you deserve not just for the next 90 days but for the rest of your life so we're so excited to help some of you yeah once again this is how you can make that investment yourself you know unlock that full potential and give yourself a huge kickstarter right if you've never made an investment yourself this is your call to do so to have a coach to have someone to optimize every component of this journey to tell you where to focus your efforts to really isolate the things you need to do to improve because number one reason i see people not making success is they're putting all their efforts somewhere else or not focusing on what they should be and they don't have a good plan routine and or macros to actually understand what they need to do to make change and they can be working out three hours a day doing all these different things trying to always eat healthy buying really expensive healthy foods seeing zero change you know and that's why with us people are seeing crazy change so fast you can see these 90-day transformations so if you want to not be able to recognize yourself in 90 days from the amazing progress you make to see that change to be confident with your shirt off this is your opportunity you know we really do want to do this and help people especially the five of you that come in for this option opportunity we're going to be really kind of centering it around making sure you can have a successful body recomp so kind of taking you from kind of like square and flabby to you know having development composition and lean muscle having a density to you uh, so if that's you go ahead and dm body recomp to us on instagram at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t
Now into the mailbag. So we're going to jump into it. Once again, three killer questions. I know we popped off earlier on, but if you love uh, Motivation Monday, you love kind of the different tips and tricks we offer, please let us know. Um, show us some love by taking a few seconds to uh, leave a review on uh, either Spotify or iTunes and to really kind of, you know, once again, with iTunes, you can actually leave a comment. We read every single one. It really means the world. So if you could take two seconds to do that, we would absolutely appreciate it. Now into question number one. Number one, first question is, what are some simple changes I can recommend to family and friends to see some change in their health? Okay, fun story. I figure we'll tell you. I'm sure you've heard my dog barking in here a few times. He's a very high energy dog. He's a Pomsky, so Pomeranian Husky. It's like a little Husky, but he thinks he's 100% Husky anyways. He's nuts. He's always wanted to be in the episodes. He's been barking a little bit here and there. So the one thing I have, he hates wearing his Buffalo Bills jersey because that's my favorite NFL team. I've been following them for a long time before they were good, but he hates wearing it. He used to love wearing it. So if I bring that jersey around, he runs away. So, <laughs> so we're just we, laughing. We've been guarding the mic and guarding your ears with the Buffalo Bills jersey. So that's why we were laughing a little bit there. But anyways, into the first question. So what are some simple changes I can recommend to a family and friend to see some changes in their health? So I love this question. I include it because we've mentioned before how you could actually encourage and get a family member more into fitness so we could link that episode for you in the show notes down below if you'd like to see it um, you know we spent a little bit more time on that there but these are just some fun changes you can recommend to family members who maybe are like have no interest of going to the gym or tracking macros or anything but they just want some healthier habits and things they can do so we went ahead and jotted down like seven that we thought would be very beneficial for just about anyone in any situation from you know your younger sister to your grandma more or less so so the first 10,000 steps, you know, getting a little tracker, once again, gamifying, it just encourages you to get out and move, right? Like very often too, when people wear trackers for the first time, they'll realize, dang, I'm only doing like 4K steps a day because you're sitting, I've mentioned before, you know, you're sitting in the car, sitting at school, sitting at work, um, you know, you're coming home, watching Netflix, sitting, laying down on your bed, looking at social media, whatever it may be, you know, we're not often walking. And by having a 10K step goal, you're going to go out on more walks, you're going to feel good, you're going to be in the sun more, you're going to be more energized, maybe you're going to listen to other amazing podcast episodes just like this one so that's my first suggestion um, my second one is just to make a habit of working out three to five times a week so to my point you know if you have a younger sister especially those of you that are like under 15 I know some people listen to this or 14 um, and you know it's really not perhaps the best opportunity for you to go to the gym there's nothing wrong with like doing some push-ups doing some body weight squats you know learn to do chin-ups like really learn how to move yourself and do those basic exercises, you know, be active, have fun. It doesn't need to be some intense gym thing. Like if we're talking general health, you know, if you can just make a habit to do that, obviously the best thing you could do is strength training, mix that in with some cardio, but do what is realistic for you. You know, I know even like some elderly people, there's those public uh, park workouts. You'll see a lot of them kind of hitting it with friends, getting a bunch of stuff in, going to those power walking groups, you know, going for a pool swim, doing aqua fit. Um, you know, once again, just beginning a habit of saying, I'm doing something to move my body to try and sweat to you know engage my muscles is a great start once again we're not discussing this through the lens of how you're going to have like the most insane shredded body being the best health in the world these are just some tips you can challenge people with like you know like hey like three times a week what can you do what kind of exercise do you like uh what do you got for the next one kyle yeah so next up and this is something that we've like honestly picked up quite recently but um you know obviously not ju not just about ourselves here but honestly so many people who see amazing changes from this is just simply joining a sport or just like just 
yeah, like any type of league, like it's just, there's so many out there and like, you can just pick off like, and I think where a lot of people go wrong is they think that they need to just like be like the best athlete at these types of things. Like there are so many amazing leagues just at this point in our like lives where it's just like, you're going to just feel so good. You know, you can meet a lot of cool people, great for networking, you know, good social aspect, but above all, just the amount of calories that you burn, just like it forces you to get out there. Right. And I think it's so, so, so important just to, to, you know, stay young and like to kind of do stuff for yourself. And even, I know there's some people who may have a hard time with it based off of like just being so restrained in work and you know obviously kids you just want to do stuff for them but like honestly I think it's so so important so that's going to be the next one and I'm just going to go jump into the next one as well um, which is just picking a physical hobby so like I would say number one straight up you know Josh wrote down hiking and I firmly believe it I just think it's so so powerful like one of the greatest things you can do just getting out in nature it gives you like five to ten benefits you're you know just getting out there your mental health feels great like you're just you're exploring like it's just it's so easy to do it's free like a million different benefits you hear us talk about that but I would say just like to encourage anybody to do that you can literally in my personal opinion that's like an easy way to change someone's life like just to to get out there be in nature go out there consistently um it just it means the world so um I think that's a really important thing that a lot of people could implement just very easily right away yeah make the world your playground you know that's what I like to say like go out you know, hike, bike, swim, like do just do activities, right? It makes it a lot more fun. And the more you see it as that, and if you just have a habit, like if you're doing these things in the week, there's no way you don't see serious change in your health and fitness. So that is a huge one. I'm really happy Kyle included that. A few other small ones, you know, most people in general, I'd recommend just cutting out the garbage. So things like sugary drinks, you know, if you really want to enjoy a Coke for whatever reason, every blue moon or a cocktail, that's fine. Um, you know, but in general, they're just going to offer no nutritional value you can easily circumvent that you could train yourself you know over time to just enjoy sparkling water pretty much to the same degree even you know the diet beverages yes there's aspartame but study after study have shown that aspartame in the amounts you can actually consume will have no detriment to you at all um, you know aside from perhaps hurting your teeth a little bit but in general there's just no reason to be you know having that much refined sugar at once for no reason and just having a ton so cutting out even things like orange juice you know replace that with just having good fruit and you know things like pops once again just having more water having sparkling water a lot of people will save like four or five hundred calories a day from this and like will radically see changes in their physique like this is just one of the easiest things i recommend to most people especially people that like hey, i'm getting a lot of visceral fat you know what can i do for this this is like a very very powerful change you can make in my opinion so i'm very very passionate about that one and i know this is going to be able to help a ton of people next up is just a habit of a healthy breakfast you know it's grounding it's the first thing of the day it's easy to be control of you know we mentioned before we were big fans of smoothies oatmeal as well as like parfaits of greek yogurt then last but not least learning the 80 20 rule aiming to eat healthy foods making it a core of your diet, building into that over time, and still being able to enjoy some fun things. But it shouldn't be a 20-80 rule where you're eating 20% good foods, 80% garbage. So these are all things I think you could challenge anyone with, no matter what circum situation or people are asking you for advice now that you're taking on you know, fitness and health and you're challenging yourself and becoming better. I'm sure a lot of people are saying, hey, how can I do it too? These are seven things you can go ahead and recommend. Once again, a lot of the things we've spoken about today, it's going to be helpful to look at the show notes so you can take them 
copy them to your notepad, do whatever it is you want to do. That is all available in the show notes down below. Yeah. And what I like about this list that Josh put together is like, it's, it's simple. Like it's like, you don't have to go out there and do three hour long workouts. You don't have to go out there and run a marathon or, you know, just like only eat broccoli, chicken and rice. Like these are things that like, even no matter what, whoever's listening, obviously you can implement. I do believe a lot of you probably do this type of stuff, which is awesome. But like just any person out there, like you give them this list or you say, Hey, I'm going to challenge you with this this week and just pick one or two of them. Like their lives will drastically, radically, whatever term you want to use transform. So I think that's awesome. And those were some great insights and I'm glad Josh put that in there. All right. Into the next question. So how can I best factor a night out into my calorie tracking? You know, what would you recommend to actually log the night out when I'm eating foods out as well as how can I like, should I be reducing my daily intake the days after or doing cardio to make up for it? Yeah, this is a very good question. I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make, and this is something I used to do, is just like trying to essentially like make up for it afterwards. And that's where you just, you never want to do that. It just causes an unhealthy relationship. You know, you start to think, okay, if I go out and drink, then the next day I'm essentially punishing myself and I'm just going to do two hours of cardio and then eat 1200 calories uh, or like, you know, well, that depends on how many calories you're having. But like, let's say someone who has 1800 and then you're like, I'm going to have 1200 and then Monday you're super starving because you just reduce your calories. Anyways, punishment is never the greatest tool. The biggest thing I will say is just plan ahead. I mean, you've listened to all these podcasts, you know, we're planners, you know, you know, we like to just factor all these things in. We like to be proactive, like knowing that, Hey, I'm going to be going out. It's my friend's birthday. I mean, I'd say most people know when they're going to go out, they kind of have that understanding that they probably will be right. I think sometimes people do it last minute. I'm not the best last minute person. Um, so I usually say, Hey, going to have a couple of drinks, factor that into the calorie intake, um, you know, and, and that's where that's just the, the most important thing. Like, don't be hard on yourself. There's gonna be sometimes where you say, Hey, listen, this is a special event. I might go over slightly like understanding that is also super important. But the big thing I just want to stress is like not to punish yourself afterwards, not to try to reduce, like it just, you end up playing this, this game of just like, okay, well I'm going to like increase this and decrease that. And it just gets super confusing. Like I just, I'm not a fan of that. And uh, I think a lot of people kind of struggle with that. And once again, I've been there. Um, And then the last thing I will say is just like kind of also keeping into consideration, like when you are going out and you are potentially like drinking and stuff, like there may be other things involved in terms of like food, like extra calories there. So you want to factor that in. That's something that is some, um, you know, great to consider. But one last thing I just want to share, like just, I do believe a lot of people will see better results from cutting down drinking. I know we were talking about this earlier, but it's just something that I've been, you know, kind of thinking about, especially after I did my challenge and I see, you know, just like even clients challenging them with that and and everything like that. I just think it's one of those things that's a keystone habit that, you know, just like, once again, it's a difference between a glass of wine and then also consistently going out, always drinking, you know, having lots of beverages. Like there is a big difference, by the way, there's always different ways to approach it. You, we could talk about a vodka soda versus a cocktail or a beer. That's the different story for a different day. But the biggest thing is like, and that's why I really want to challenge people. Like it's a keystone habit. It's something that will affect your sleep. It's something that will make you eat more calories. It's something that, um, you know, makes maybe makes you skip workouts. Like no matter what your situation is, I feel like if you challenge yourself and once again, I know a lot of social people who that could be like, Hey, I'm just going to tone it down a bit. And 
then everything just starts to come together. You start to feel so much better and just, it's something to think about, you know, no matter what, even if you don't have a problem, I just wanted to share that, you know, once again, there's a difference between the odd night out here and then just like constantly needing to do it. So I just wanted to share that. But those are my insights on the um, factory and in for tracking. Um, I will say as well, like it is something that I just usually, I just usually pre-log like carbs. Um, so obviously uh, alcohol is its uh, macronutrient in itself. So I'll just usually search, okay, if I'm going to have two vodka sodas, that'd be whatever, let's say 200 calories, I'll pre-log that. And then I'll just, you know, take that into consideration. Um, it might be a little bit less. It might be a little bit more, whatever the situation is, I always like to go over. And that's kind of how I would assess that situation for sure. 110%. And, you know, even learning that if you have a special event, you know, being aware and kind of creating limits for yourself. If you do want to make a, you know, like a conscious decision to go over, do that, understand, you know, it might make the scale pop up for a bit. It might put you a few days behind, but it's nothing that can't be worked against. And yeah, like Kyle said too, I don't think you should ever punish yourself with cardio or anything, but even myself, one thing I have been enjoying is celebrating exercise on a day where I am intentionally intending to have more. So I even like, you know, if I know I'm going to have a bigger dinner, I made that decision to have five, 700 calories more. Um, you know, I don't mind going on an extra long walk or getting some more steps or hitting the gym that much more harder because food is fuel, right? And if you have more fuel, you should also be able to do a little bit more movement. It's not to say you have to. And if you ever feel like you have to, that's when you shouldn't. But a lot of the time I'll be like, ah, you know, if I'm going out later, I'm going to go just walk on my treadmill and watch Netflix a bit. And, you know, once again, boom, bada bing. And you can make that decision, but it should never be from a position of punishing or because you need to. Uh, even, you know, we're going to do this like fun steakhouse thing on Saturday. You know, I tend to have about 500 calories calories more than my normal day and I'm going to plan my day around that but even what we're going to do before because it's yeah, with Kyle and a lot of our fitness friends it's going to be super sick is we're going to go do like a huge workout before we're going to crush it be motivated with a bunch of other people and it can kind of make it a little bit more fun so you know just another kind of thing you can think about but yeah anything that on? I like that you said that like you just it is important to be able to realize that you can definitely do more I just yeah like I, I love how you said it shouldn't be a punishment but like yeah there's or times you shouldn't have to yeah or you shouldn't have to but like on a Saturday night go go over calories the next day I'm like I go out for a nice run burn over a thousand calories but I do that because I'm like man this is gonna make me feel good it's like when when it comes down to the thought of like oh my gosh I went over yesterday I've got to go do this I've got to go do this usually I'm like hey I'm gonna go for a run because I know this is gonna make me feel better and that's mainly it right and that's even for us like knowing that we're going to that steakhouse and getting a huge pump and crushing just you know some heavy weights and taking all the weights like that's the main thing is like I'm looking forward to it I know that's gonna help us but it's not like oh man like we got to do this because like we're going to go over by a couple hundred like that's like the mindset I think a lot of people um, could just use as like a little bit of a switch to help them like still stay on track still burn some extra calories still stay in that potential deficit if that's what you're striving for but not feel like super guilty and have like a really bad relationship which I know some people do so that was a that was a really good question and some great insight there yeah and I want to be very careful when I say this too like you, I know a lot of people are going to take this and go, oh, well, now it's Saturday night. I'm just going to go out and have a good dinner and I'll plan to just do extra cardio Sunday. That's not what we're saying. You Like then it's going to just be this game of your catch up. You know, you eat more, you do a ton of extra cardio, then you do extra cardio the next day and your sleep's all mess. So you're even hungry that day. Then you overeat that day and then you're constantly punish reward, punish reward. You know, we're just saying like if you know you have an event going on, you know, you're going to have a lot of food, a lot of fuel, you can use it, right? And you can be mindful of it there too. But you do need to understand like, this action of going over deviating from your goals or your positions will potentially put you ahead of the, your aesthetic goals, but in the grand scheme of things, like it won't kill you. But the problem too is if you're doing this once a week, twice a week, 
it's going to affect your results a lot. But if this is like once a month, you know, it's an intentional thing. You go about it, you know, it's not as big of a deal. But I know a lot of people will misinterpret this. They'll try and justify that every weekend they can just eat whatever the heck they want and go to a few hikes and it's all good. Keep in mind, you know, you can eat a lot more than you can burn. It's very hard to, you know, burn off what you eat. You'll never win that war. That's why they always say abs are made in the kitchen. So definitely just something to be mindful of. And, you know, that's why we always like to say it depends and you always have to think of things in context right because the reason why i'm sure a lot of people listening to this aren't seeing success is monday to thursday everything's perfect friday saturday sunday you know it's kind of crazy then it's repair and then you're in the cycle of having success bouncing up having success bouncing up and then if you look at that it's kind of like you're plateauing and swimming sideways so that's where this needs to be you know addressed as a macro your situation as a whole and you need to look at it through that lens anything to add or no no that was awesome. All right. And then last but not least, the final question are, what are some healthy has- hacks for desk workers? I'm sure you have some cool creative ideas. Me personally, I try to bring my water around. I try to do what I can to be active and to get my workout in first. But are there any other cool things you would recommend? So I love this question because it already has two great answers in it. So obviously, like having a big water bottle, you know, really leaning to hydration of water and great sources. Obviously, you know, if you're just having tons of co- coffee and pops and different things that can add up, especially when you're getting the fancier coffees that can lead to being over caffeinated, which can, you know, cause some some anxiety, some stress and can kind of make you sweaty and jittery. So you want to make sure that you are really leaning into that water, especially if you're sitting, because very often boredom is a factor that makes you want to eat more or drink something or have you know some excitement in your day i know even me as a student you know i'd always really like kind of crave having a good coffee or good food or whatever may may it be to kind of get me through that but i find just having that water always being able to have something available to kind of drink on and sip on makes it that much easier you know for desk workers another big hack i really recommend to everyone is trying to plan their meals because when you're just sitting around so you just dive in your work, get really behind, get overly hungry. And then when you get overly hungry, that's when you make decisions that aren't going to be beneficial, that aren't going to help you at all. So that is something to be mindful of as well. But when you pack, prepare, or if you are eating out, if you know exactly where you're going and you pre-log it, it makes it that much easier to have success. And the nice thing about being an office worker often is there's a lot of you know consistency in scheduling. So it's something you can kind of build around, try to get that workout in before, do all those other great things you mentioned. You know, a big thing I'm a fan of as well is kind of using lunches or breaks to walk around you know whether it be kind of walking around your building walking you know and just to go fill up your water whatever may it be you know getting some movement stretching out even every hour i know it's not always the easiest to do but it will make a big difference in your day especially too, you know, if you are always staring at a screen, you know, it's really important if you can to get to a window and really work on having like a further point of vision because you can get really nearsighted. It can be really tough on your eyes and your energy just staring into that closed screen. So you can reset yourself with this every hour or so by looking far into the distance, kind of recalibrating yourself there. And then the last fun things you can always do are there's things like desk bikes, which are pretty cool. So you can get like this little bike under your desk where you can kind of spin your feet and get a little bit of extra cardio. It's not going to be anything crazy, but at least it feels good to have something to move move on. I personally keep a foam roller under my desk for my feet. So I can kind of roll my feet around on a foam roller. I can put my calves on it. I just find it's a really nice foot rest and it's kind of fun to play around with, you know, as long as you don't make too much noise for the people around you. And those are personally, you know, my biggest, uh, most favorite tips. And, you know, just once again, just 
being aware of your situation, working around it, finding ways to be successful within it. Uh, you know, even perhaps I know some people have a lot of success of eating at their desk, working out at lunch, kind of utilizing that time to take advantage of it. But those are my top tips. Anything you have to add, Kyle? Yeah, and I know everyone's situation is different, right? There's, you know, a lot of desk workers who are, you know, in a facility. I know since uh, COVID hit, some people are like kind of hybrid on and off. There's a lot of people even I know that just work at home as well, um, but still at a desk for like six, eight, 10 hours a day, whatever the situation is. Um, so it'll be different for each person, but I love like, you know, even just if you can find a way to get some sort of like mobility in, and that's going to look different for each person, right? You know, Josh is, uh, you know, mentioning the foam roller for me. I always keep a lacrosse ball right by my desk if I know I'm going to be working for a while because, you know, just being able to roll out my foot with that or just, you know, literally standing up like a lot of times you hunch forward, you know, the poor, poor posture and everything like that. That's another thing that I would say is just really forcing yourself to keep that chest up, the core tight, the glutes engaged, because that alone could just, especially if you're sitting at a desk six, eight, 10 hours a day, like that could eat away at just your overall health and just your pot, your, your overall, just the way that your body's feeling. But even just like taking a lacrosse ball, putting it against my back and just rolling up and down against the wall, like helps so much, especially because I find when you type a lot, you're sitting at a desk, your shoulders get tight, just so many, so many bad things happening, but that alone will fix it a lot. Um, and then the last thing is just use, using the Pomodoro technique, which we've talked about. And, uh, you know, once again, I know for desk situation, like it depends on the person, but for someone who maybe is able to work on their own accord and just kind of be, okay, I'm going to do my work when I can and just like, you know, get ahead of it. The reason I like this is because it's 25 minutes on and then the five minutes that you get up, you're allowed to reset yourself. You're allowed to just kind of keep, you know, make sure that you're resetting your posture. You can, you know, go for a quick little walk just to stretch your legs. You can do the mobility side of things. And I feel like this works so much better also for your brain instead of just sitting there and, um, you know, just working away for four hours without standing up, right? That's a big difference. So 25 minutes on, five minutes off for about two to three hours, I think it is something you could implement for sure, depending on your situation, as long as you're obviously not at a, you know, in an office where they're like, sit down and just work for the next few hours, right? But these are definitely things that I think could implement to help you just feel your best, perform your best and get some really good benefits for sure. All right. We really hope everyone enjoyed this episode. A lot of great value in here, a lot of great content. So, you know, once again, if you got something from the episode today, please take a second to leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out on either Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen. Um, it means the world to us. It helps get the show to more people and it allows us to keep making amazing episodes just like this one. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. We will see you on Thursday. Peace out.